bet you might find yourself humming that tune some point in time today. And speaking of that mercy, that's more. It is yours. His grace and his mercy and his peace, they are yours through our Lord and our Savior Jesus. We're going to look at the last words of the New Testament lesson for today. These are the, the, the very last words of the Bible. He who testifies these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You like to read books? Karen is a voracious reader. Oh, she goes through books. Have you ever done this when, you, when you're reading a book, in particular, like if it's a whodunit, and you, you're just captivated, and, and you yield to the temptation. You've you got to find out who did it. So you, yeah, you did, huh, Karen? Yeah, you, you go to the end of the book because you've got to know how it ends. Well, there's another angle to that. Karen will have read a book, and she's encouraging me to read it, and so she's telling me the storyline of the book. And I have to say, wait, stop. Don't tell me anymore, because you'll spoil the ending for me. See, sometimes we want to know the end of the story, and sometimes we don't. Well, here's one of those times, I think, when we want to know the end of the story because it's our story. How will your story end? Think of your life as, as, as you writing a story. A lot of people talk about being in a certain chapter in life, don't they? Today you are writing another page in the story of your life. Adding another chapter to the story. What, what chapter? In the story of life, are you in right now? Chapter of transition from what, fourth grade to fifth grade? Huh? Chapter of raising kids? Chapter of change? Maybe in between jobs? Chapter of being an empty nester? Then there's the chapter I'm in. It's entitled, it's a long title. I've never been so busy in my life as I am right now. <laughs> Shorter version of that is called retirement. Where are you at in your story? More importantly, what are you writing today in your story? And how will your story end? Here's what's prompting this line of thinking and all these kinds of questions. It, it's the New Testament lesson for today, which I, as I share with you, th this is the last chapter of the Bible. The very last words of the book that we're reading, the Bible. And appropriately, it's all about how the story that has been told in God's book, how it will end. Here's how it will end. It will end 
with the return of Jesus Christ. And no longer will there be any curse, and his servants will serve him, and they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and they will reign forever and ever. Is that how your story will end? Will you be among those who are serving there, the Lord? Will you be among those who are literally, actually seeing him face to face, seeing his face? Will you be among those who have his name written on your forehead? Will you be with those who are reigning forever and ever? And they lived happily ever after. That's how we would like our story to end, wouldn't we, each one of us? And God would too. In fact, I believe he would even more than we like for our story to end in that way. Now, if you're like me and thinking like me, this is the kind of thought that's running through your mind right now. How can I make that happen? What do I have to write? What do I have to do in order to make my story have this ending of happily ever after, forever? Well, at first glance, it might appear that we do have to do something. After all, verse 12 of Revelation chapter 22, John quotes no one less than Jesus and says this, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. Now listen carefully. And I will give to everyone according to what he has done. It almost sounds like we're going to get what we deserved. Doesn't it? According to what he has done. And I don't like the sound of that. I mean, yes. Thankfully, I've done some good with my life, my story so far. There are some good pages in there. And I think there's some good pages in your life story too, aren't there? Because after all, what are we seeking to do every day? We are seeking to live out our faith in Jesus, aren't we? every day. And all of that looks wonderful and, 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 and it looks encouraging up until the point of remembering exactly how good our stories need to be if we are going to go to heaven and live forever there and party on the basis of our merits and what we have done. Here's what it says in the book, the Bible, about that. Isaiah 64, verse 6. All our righteousness is as a filthy rag. James 2, verse 10. Whoever keeps the whole law but stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. Psalm 14, verses 2 and 3. The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is no one 
who does good. No, not one. And as far then as our getting what we deserve, Romans 6, verse 23. The wages of sin. A wage is getting what you deserve, isn't it? The wages of sin is death. I don't know where those verses leave you, but I know where they leave me. If I am to get what I deserve, then when forever happens, I am going to be in the group that is on the outside looking in. I will be included in this group. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters. You hear the commandments being reflected in those words? And everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Now I know we're generally not supposed to do this, but let's take a peek at the end of this story. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. That's the last verse of the Bible. That's the end of the story. And believe it or not, those words put before us what we need to do in order to have the eternally, happily ending and ever and ever ending and ending to our stories that we desire. And again, here's what the book says. This is what God's word says as to what we need to do. Acts 16, verse 31. When an unnamed jailer asked Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. John 14, verse 6, in response to a, a question that Thomas asked Jesus about where Jesus was going, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Revelation chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. When one of the elders who is in heaven asked, who are these in heaven and how did they get there? And the answer is given, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God. And John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. What's the one thing we need to do in order for our stories to end happily ever after in heaven? Believe. Trust what Jesus did. That his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, all was done so that you so that I could live forever. Now think about this. 
How hard is it to write something on your forehead that's legible? Oh, I suppose if you have a mirror, you might be able to pen something up here. But isn't it better, isn't it easier, if someone else writes on your forehead? Think about this. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. In baptism, in most instances, where's the water applied? Here, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And when that happened in your life, not you, but the Holy Spirit wrote God's name on your forehead. Look closely. It's not your writing. It is the handwriting of the Spirit that is here. Now let's stay on that subject of baptism. And this with reference to what is said in today's lesson about those in heaven having washed their robes. And, and keep in mind what we said earlier about from Isaiah, the filthiness of our righteousness, the filthiness of our rags in need of washing from Titus 3 verse 5. He saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saves us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. And from Acts chapter 22, here's what Ananias said to Paul after Paul had his encounter with Jesus. And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on his name. And words from Revelation, which we've heard before, but they, they bear repeating now. These are they who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And what did it say in today's New Testament lesson about this? Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they might have the right to the tree of life and go through the gates into the city. God did some amazing things in the moment of your baptism, didn't he? Did some writing, did some washing, Putting it all together, what he did was he did some saving. Saving you. He gave you the end of your story in your baptism. Personal note. The day I was born, physically, was the day I was baptized. I was what they call a blue baby. I had wrapped the umbilical cord around my neck and I came out blue and when the doctor delivered me, he looked at my dad and said, you probably better baptize your son. So the day that I was born was the day that God gave me the ending to my story. Now here's one more thing about 
what's written in the last chapter of the Bible that, that assures us that heaven is ours as a free gift without any contribution from us. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. How much does it cost to have this ending to your story? Can you say free? Because it is to have this ending. Because Jesus paid it all. And that's grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people to keep you in your faith, to empower you to live out your faith so that that dash, you know, the dash, date of birth, 1951, date of death, 2000 what? The dash on my tombstone, the dash on your tombstone will mean something because you lived out those days and those months and those years, as it says in Scripture, by faith in the one who loved me and gave himself for me. And then comes this word, the word of certainty and assurance that this will be so. This is how your story will end. And this is how my story will end, because it's his promise. He who began this good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of assurance is, amen, it shall be so. And now as, I don't know if any of you ever listened to Paul Harvey, now, as Paul Harvey would say, and now you know the rest of the story. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.